This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a huge warm welcome to the Bastards Inquiry Goodwood and Galway podcast. Uh, my name is Lee Keys of systembet.co.uk. Joining me on this show is, we've got John Lang. Good, good evening, John. <laughs> We're going to look at Galway first and joining me for this part. We've managed to dig her up. We've got hold of her. It's Catherine Fry. She's back. <laughs> managed to, yeah, dig me up, get me out of the cellar, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, for all you Catherine Fry fanboys, this should be a, a treat to feast your eyes on the Galway gems. Uh, that you Catherine... know that's just me, don't you, doing it from like burner accounts? <laughs> you know like this all this shite on twitter these these women that are actually men like what the yeah f- yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's going to be a cracking show this one and we've got plenty of good stuff for goodwood but first of all this is why we have to get Catherine on because me and john know what do we know about irish racing john well as much as we know about english racing <laughs> <laughs> that's all there. And uh, after Saturday's exploits, well, for me, I was just dreadful, dreadful. dreadful. We'll come on to that um, maybe another time. But yeah, it's, we need we need a good week. We need a good Goodwood and, and we need a good Galway. So I want Fry to come up with some really good stuff because I can remember, was it last last year, Catherine, oh, you come up yeah. with some, some right gems. There was one that was like 80 or 90 to 1. Yeah, and it got it got backed, didn't it, right at the off sixteen to one, born by the sea. Yeah, that was yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, you, was, that was. You love this Irish gypsy fair, don't you? You absolutely, absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay, right. Where do you want to take me first? What, obviously, forward to sort of nothing. Have you got nothing Tuesday? I've got anything for Tuesday? What What I have done, Lee, is obviously there are so many that are doubly, triply, quadruply <laughs> entered up at the moment. There's some few interesting form lines as well that tie in tie in with each other obviously by the time that people listen to this we would have known if willie's won the big qr on monday with a lot of joy so i hear that the next stop after maybe two uh outings at galway is going to be the ebor so uh, i mean you you wouldn't put it past willie and the jungle juice to pull that off would you really no um, now, I was really interested in, in a horse for the Galway Hurdle, but that particular horse has been declared for the 5.10 on Monday. I think if he runs in that in absolute certainty, that's HMS Seahorse. Again, if he ran in the Galway Hurdle on Thursday, I'd be really interested in, in him in there as well. If we start with the plate, I think there's a couple here that are possibly being overlooked. Bustleton, my old friend Bustleton, we know he was buried in grade ones last year, absolutely buried in them. Remember myself and Declan, we were rubbing our hands with glee that he was going to run in the plate at the festival. Yeah. Uh, Only to see then that because of the crap turnout in the Turners, 
he ran there and did obviously pick up second at 50 to 1. Uh, fair enough, you can't you can't blame them. But he was one of my naps of the meeting to, to win the plate. But he turns up in the Galway plate on Wednesday. And I think what's quite interesting about him is obviously the Galway, Galway plate is, is a real rough race. There's no hiding place. It's, it's a sharp track. They're on the turn all the time. But what I like about Bustleton is, for his age, he's quite battle-hardened already he must have run about 2000 times it's weird isn't it just looked at his age and, he, and, he, and he's five i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a 10 year old he is he's very battle hardened already and um I, I think that he would have a right chance if you turn up in this i think considering what i he can acquit himself quick himself rather in grade one company i don't think he's just he's not at the sort of very peak of his peers in grade one company but this should be right up his street and um, I do, I do fancy Bustleton. I have to admit, and I see, see he is about ten to one. So I definitely fancy that. Another horse that I that I quite like the look of in the plate is Batsio. Ran an absolute blinder in the Topham. One thing I like about this horse is the way he jumps. He jumps brilliantly. He's got great form in, in big handicaps. Form in the the big chase handicap at the Dublin Racing Festival. He was placed, obviously the Topham. I think he he was placed also in the in the Dan Moore at Fairy House. So again, the rough and tumble of this race isn't going to bother him too much. If there was any rain at all, and, you know, weird things can happen in Ireland with the rain. I've never seen rain like that in any other country apart from Ireland. I'd be really interested in Castle Grace Paddy. I know a horse that we've talked about extensively before, but, you know, you've got a proven grade one performer that's running Queen Mothers and for him to, to be in this and to be on an all, an all right enough mark as well, if there was any rain, I would I would fancy that. But I think with the going as it is at the moment, my main two would be Bustleton and Batsio. I think Batsio is around 16 to 1. Yeah, you love a grey shit house, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, think, I think that he's in a shit house when, when, he, when he needs to be. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, there'll be, there'll be people listen to this say, "What on earth is he on about?" It's won five times. You know, he's, the the man's are not to get him off, and they'd be right. But <laughs> I've backed this this grey before, and I can remember one. It, it broke my heart. It it broke it badly. It was a Boxing Day. You know, when everyone's struggling on Boxing Day, you're doing your bollocks. It was in 2019. It was second, it was second to drum drum Connor lad. And you and it must have gone one point or something in run. And I thought you, you, I, I was swearing on on a on a on yeah. Boxing Day. It's all terrible, terrible from me. A uh, holy time of year. And I was uh, effing and jeffing at, at the the lovely grey. <laughs> but he's, but yes, you're right. He does win. He does. He does. He, do, he does. And he jumps. He's, he's a great jumper. He is. He is. I think that's what I like about him. Yeah. I've liked about his career because. He, he definitely makes the right shape over his fences and his yeah. technique's really good. I wonder if there's like a bit of boredom that creeps in sometimes with him because, like you say, he enjoyed the national fences. Yeah, he did. Peach, though, I, I thought he was absolutely brilliant on them, I have to say. I know they didn't win, but I thought if you want to sort of... The, and the winner as well, the, the Bowen horse that beat them. I thought, too, if you want to watch two horses that really enjoy jumping Aintree fences, like you should watch the top of them. It was, it was lovely to watch. Yeah, if he gets in a nice, nice position, nice, nice early rhythm, you know, and popping away, then then he could be dangerous. Because I always say them quick fences, you know, down the bottom uh, yep. before turning for home, it just it makes or breaks the uh, breaks the race. And it's it yeah. such a bizarre track. Have you ever been to Galway? I've never been. I've wanted to go, but oh, I've, I've never been. God, it was like eleven years ago now. 
and I was sort of expecting a picturesque, <laughs> a picturesque Irish track. Find it's in the middle of like an industrial estate, and <laughs> it's it's such a weird track because it's almost triangular with like twists, and it just turns the whole time. And there's there's not a lot of room out there. Yeah. Um, think it's sort of Worcester like a triangle but a bit bigger yeah I, I tend because you know that I'm me and John are predominantly flat so but what I tend to look at for Galway later in the week is when the ground's a bit more chewed up and on the rail obviously been, I know they keep moving the rail but the inside obviously gets keeps getting battered and I always think towards the end of the week it's it starts to become wide form where you need to be like coming as wide as possible turn it turning for home it seems to be better ground towards the stand side by then so that's something i've picked up over the years but that's probably common knowledge to most galway folk i would think is, is john still with us is he falling asleep he's fell back asleep he, he's, he's been on nest last night john you enjoyed it didn't you i certainly did good night john was it <laughs> oysters Oh, yes. Uh, it was, <laughs> was it like Del Boy? Did you take her for a nice steak meal? It was like an episode of Well, I was yesterday, as it's that long since I did the, <laughs> since, since I did the big jiggy. <laughs> <laughs> poor John. Poor, like, poor, tired, tired for this yeah, show. Tired, yeah, but the, you know, it's it's a good type of tired. It's about, you know, let me let me go back for the mists of time here and try and remember. You know, it's it's a good sort of tired, isn't it, John? Don't know that gravy. <laughs> Talking about man, you've been on the job all night and it's not a good sort of tired. There was a point last night I thought I was losing the use of my legs. <laughs> How many previews? Just to carry on. <laughs> you just got to like, you got you got the old riders cramped, did you, John? Describe <laughs> it as cramp. Fucking <laughs> hell. I think it's a lack of muscle memory, Catherine. Tell me about it, John. You know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, at this yeah. point, I'm not, I'm not anything sexual apart from asexual. Like, you know, there's absolutely nothing going on in my life. You feel like Stephen Frey in that camp, didn't they? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm at the age myself. I'd sooner prefer a good dinner, to be honest. But you know, <laughs> but you're saying this in front of your wife, who's the. <laughs> I know, she's giving, giving me the daggers. <laughs> if you get a plate of oysters, I mean, that's... Well, that's what might be needed. Yeah, yeah. The, the only issue I had with the oysters, one, one of them hadn't been properly shucked, I think is the word, when you raise it, raise it to your mouth and uh, expect it just to fall from the shell into your gob, and it doesn't, and you have to go fishing for it with your tongue while you're holding the shell up. We're still talking about the meal here, John. I'm, I'm going to start. I have, have two separate it's, visions. Uh, I have two, two visions going on here. It reminds me of one of the best bits of advice I ever had in life. When you're uh, performing that particular act, shall we say, so long, long ago when I was a stripling, stick your tongue out as far as it will go and lip-sync the, the words to Muller Kintyre and you can't go wrong. Who, who's actually sat trying to do that now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All our listeners now sat at home like that. Uh, 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 oh, I'm doing <laughs> Anyway. This is descending to chaos, as always, like our good old shows, Catherine. We had many on last week. Anyway, we'll, get back to, we'll get back to business. We'll put it on YouTube. Skip this bit if you really... Yeah, yeah. If you, if Skip this, Miss, unless you need advice on this particular topic. If you're easily 
offended on sexual matters. Please. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, right, what else you got? What else yeah, you got? Yeah. Basically, you know that you know that I love an Irish QR flat rate. You do. Just, you do. You just you just know that, don't you? Yeah. Uh, there's a piece of form. There was a race at here's at Roscommon, okay, where Bustleton won a flat maiden. Thousand Tears was second, was subsequently bought by Paul Byrne to go with Emmett Mullins. And in third was a horse called Plains Indian. Now, Bustleton obviously runs in the plate, as we've talked about him. Thousand yeah. Tears, I really fancy to win the QR on Wednesday. And the other horse, Plains Indian, is also in that QR. He's also in the Guinness Novice Hurdle on the Thursday. He's also entered it Tuesday. I don't, I've not, I've not. Yeah, he's, entered, he's, he's, he's entered it at the, um, the, not the listed novice on Tuesday. So wherever Plains Indian ends up, I will be interested in him as well, because that is sort of, I love watching sort of bits and pieces of Irish form over the summer that have just got high, we're heading to Galway all over them. So I, I did, I did like that particular race with, with an eye on Galway. And I think that, all three, if they all run and all turn up, obviously they can't. They can't. They both can't win the same race. But hopefully, Plains Plains Indian will will go to one of the hurdle races rather than the QR. Um, I think that they would all all have a chance of of winning. Um, yeah. Do you think that that race the other day then at Roscommon where he was he was behind Bustleton? Do you think that was a bit of a float up? Plains Indian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he had quite a bit of uh, ground to make up, and and yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thousand Tears was then snapped up as well. And I just we obviously we, we know what happens in <laughs> when when they go into those colours and, and they go to they go to Aunt Mullins as well. Yeah. And it it's what's quite strange about that. I mean he was like I think he was fifty to one, wasn't he? Like behind behind Bustleton. Thousand Tears. And he'd been running for that stable. God, I can't remember their name, I'm gonna have to look it up. He'd been running for that stable for quite a long time. Had been with them since sort of you know, starting his career. The the Burke stable, and he's I mean he's a seven year old. Paul Burner uh, swo- swooped in swooped in to buy him. He's also he's had another run at Ballinrobe since then, beaten into third. You know when something's just got a bit of a beacon on it. Yeah. I've got a feeling in my water anyway. Like he'd been with John Burke since the start of his career. And then he's a seven-year-old that, which I don't know. It seems to me that they've snapped him up, and he's going to sort of be a bit like the shunter. Do you remember when his rating just went up and up and up and up? Yeah. Speaking of the shunter, that's what <laughs> they've, they've they've hammered that in the play, haven't they? Know, it's um, just he's jumping because there's just there's no hiding places on those fences. Mm. Do you remember that race that he could have won at Aintree? Oh, I'm I'm certain Emmett had the proper carrots then though. Like I've yeah. never seen a North do that and nearly, no. nearly win a Grade One. It, it, yeah. it must have hit seven fences. It must have had the turbo carrots that day. Oh, but um, the shunter over hurdles. No, probably just he just and especially those fences at Galway. I would be with him if it wasn't for his blunders over fences. It's just it, it's painful and I just I don't know how he's still alive to be honest. What the yeah. way the way he goes through them, but yeah, I I just think it's really interesting. If this horse was like a sort of a four or five year old. Yeah, but he's been on the go since January 19 for the Burks, and then he gets bought as a seven-year-old by Paul Byrne. 
I think that there's there's going to be a sort of it's there's going to sort of be a very sort of quick few races that he's going to win, and you're going to see his rating go right up. Then what happens? I don't know. But yeah, if you if anybody wants to go back and look at that race at Ross Common on the on the 28th of June, it's worth having a look at. On to the Galway hurdle. Are you still there, John? You nodded off again. Yeah. <laughs> So this one's quite interesting because you've got so many that are so Echoes in Rain it runs in the QR on Monday, as does Lot of Joy, of course, and that they're both in they're both in here, and as does HMS Seahorse who runs on Monday. So if if I just sort of leave all of those out of out of the equation, Crown's Major is another one as well that's in the QR that's one of Emmett's that we backed last year at Galway do you remember that yeah if I'm going to sort of be looking at the hurdle taking all those out I don't think it's that strong a race two possibly three stand out to me at this stage I like far out if the real sort of far out comes back to a bit of form he's certainly all right around course and distance he won the the guinness um novice hurdle galway last year again what what i find absolutely fascinating here is that bally adam goes in it if we were talking maybe this time last year about bally adam going in this we'd, we'd be all over him but you know something has quite obviously happened to that horse if the real bally adam was to stand up you you'd be very interested wouldn't you I'm not too sure where my money is going to go at this stage. Because of the entries, etc. Because because of the entries. There is the mayor of, of Dermot McLaughlin's that I quite like, Santa Rosa. She won the grinds. And that also ties in with Soul Pretender, who runs in the Grade 3 chase on Thursday. Now, he's trained by Norman Lee, who is a Galway trainer. And he's just, I think he's just your pure model of consistency. Loves this type of ground, loves this time of year. And he's got, he's second in the Grimes. He's had two chase, sort of fairly facile chase wins before that. I'd make him almost a certainty for, maybe not a blogger type certainty, but a certainty in my own weird world of certainties um, <laughs> for the Grade 3 chase on Thursday. And that Santa Rosa winning the Grimes hurdle, I think that she gets a, a great chance in here. Depending what happens with all the other entries, I think I will definitely be having a little bit on Santa Rosa, but Far Out and Bally Adams still still do catch the eye. I think there's a, a couple along the week that are quite interesting. High Stranger, John Keeley, he's got a few entries as well. All Class, Crowns Major, wherever he runs. It's it's quite um, annoying, really, because I wanted to sort of cover the uh, the Blazers as well on Friday, which is the race we won last year, were born by the sea. But those entries haven't come out yet. But what I will do is, if I really fancy something in that, Lee, is I will whack it on the Bar Stewart website. Excellent uh, stuff. Yeah, I mean, just send it me, and I'll I'll type up the copy, and then yeah. I'll tw- I'll I'll put it on our Twitter. So folks, don't miss that because obviously Fry is very dangerous at meetings like this, as we've seen before. Right. I think Andy Richmond commented last go with amazed at your massive price selections that seem to be either uh, just going ridiculously close at monster prices and going short in running. Everyone needs to listen to Fry. Um, this week so if fry comes back on i shall let you all know so thank you very much catherine for sharing your pearls of wisdom with with us from the emerald isle and we come on to the second part of the show Uh, obviously i've got rid of fry and uh, joining myself and john at the moment is andy richmond and quentin franks good evening chaps 
Good evening, evening, Lee. Good evening. Let's see if we can make this a meeting to remember. Uh, always like a good, good, good wood, I do. So I'm hoping we've got some gems because I often like uh, uh, to hear your thoughts as well with my own. It helps me along the way. And hopefully we can get some winners, much needed winners. I'm not speaking to you, Andy, because in uh, regards to your efforts this, <laughs> this this summer, because you are pissing all over us uh, in terms of profits and, uh, and winners. So, I, just want the I just want the jump season to start. <laughs> you keep saying that you're better on the flat uh, anyway um right we're gonna get straight on with it best bets time uh so this is the best bets for the week um we'll feel we've got uh got for you and i'm going to start with john first of all john give me your third best please uh, my third best runs tomorrow in the uh vintage stakes the group two and um, a lot of people might be expecting me to go for Holloway Boy here, but I'm not. Um, I think this is an entirely different test to what he faced in the Cheshire, where I'm not absolutely certain the track was so And I think he's worth taking on at the price. And the one I'm taking him on with, unbelievably, is Dear My Friend, trained by the Kilt and the Quilt. Oh, good God. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think this is a horse of some potential at the moment. Obviously, that potential will be eroded as the season goes on. But I think now is probably the time to plough with this one. Um, started off at uh, Carlisle. The trip was probably a little bit on the short side. But showed a good attitude to get up there towards the finish. He was well on top of the finish. And then he had a little more than an exercise canter at Beverly last time where he showed a strikingly good propensity for running down a hill on overwatered ground which i am taking into account <laughs> for the first day here um i think this the watering situation here could be quite significant this is uh, by pivotal as well so i'm fully expecting the clemmies to be flying on the first day i think that will also suit this boy whereas the uh, the fast ground at ascot very much so in the favourite Holloway boy. And I think this goes into the race with a great chance. Good stuff. One, I, I mean, six to one. Yeah, one point win six to one. Uh, available with, with a few firms. Uh, obviously, I don't know if I'm more surprised. That, I'm definitely more surprised that you're tipping the kill because I know you hate him. Um, and <laughs> I just do. Uh, so I know what pain you're going through. It might be a tipping itself, that, folks, if John's tipping a kill horse. Um, yeah. If he's not running around Beverly, I've a seven and a half with SDS on. Uh, John's not usually bothered about the kill at all. Um, so it could be a tip in itself. I, I am a bit surprised because, like I said, I know how much you like this in the paddock, the uh, the Burkholz. Um So it's interesting. You you think the track's against that one? Yeah, I'm a bit surprised he's, he's running here. I thought he'd have kept this for the year myself, but... I don't know. He's decided to go here. They're probably like a big meeting and a good piss up these people on this. Yeah. Well, fair, fair. one's a bit of it, doesn't she? We know she likes a piss up. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Right. Okay. Andy Richmond coming to you for your third best, please. Right. Um, I'm going to go for a bit of a. Well, it's not a strange one. Um, it's a bit later in the week, so I'm taking a bit of a flyer here. In fact, they're all a bit later in the week because I really didn't like. Uh, the two cards that we've got already, the uh, Tuesday and the Wednesday cards, I couldn't really find an awful lot on there. Uh, so I'm going to go with a two-year-old in a nursery, which is very unusual for me, uh, but a horse called Swift Asset. 
um, who last ran in the Super Sprint, uh, and I think he ran a lot better. He was one of of the uh, Hannon Quintet that ran in that race, um, in a race that they've had a lot of tra- a lot of success in over the years. And I think he did best of the stables quintet of runners running from stall one, which was never likely to seem to best advantage because uh, stall one's to, one to nine in that particular race have got an awful record. Um, the, the, uh, this time around, the first six home were drawn 27, 17, 8, 4 and 1, which I've adjusted for a non-runner. But um, I wish I, I do wish, so I'm taking a slightly digress here, I do wish the racing post and time form would uh, adjust their uh, their results for non-runners. Otherwise, you get a complete load of old rubbish when you're looking at draw biases. Yeah. Um, they should really do that. Anyhow, that's a slight digression. Um, Swift Asset, certainly disadvantaged by his draw. He was taken to the race right on the far side. If you watch the race, only two of them raced over there. The other one was Agostino, who finished second last. Um, he did hang across to join the leaders in the centre of the track in the closing stages but he was still on the periphery of the action. If you remember the race, the race was one right up the stand side rails. Um, and I, I just think he had a hardly an ideal trip from a less than ideal draw. History, track position, certainly against him, taking all of that into consideration, plus the fact he was giving weight to all that beat him. This was a more than creditable effort. I think his best chance, I wrote, about, wrote this uh, a while ago, is uh, on the best chances uh, of making impression nursing company. I expect that's where he'll be next. Mr Hannon has got a pretty good record in most of the nurseries at... Um, at uh, Goodwood. Uh, in fact, he's got a good record at the meeting overall. So if Swift Asset rocks up in the 4.45 on Friday, which I think is his only uh, uh, only engagement, then I should certainly be having uh, a very, very modest, um, because I'm not sure of the draw, uh, I'm going to bottle out and just go half a point each way. But uh, I think it could really give you a decent run for your, for your money if he turns up based on that Newbury run. OK, half, half point each way. We'll give you the, the, the best... Uh... God, yeah, God knows yeah. there's nothing around at the, the moment. The thieving fantasy island action the yeah, night before. Exactly, yeah. With Denise, hopefully. If he rocks up, that is. Yeah. Interesting, though, um, they, they have got this in the Richmond, Nandy. But yeah, I noticed they had that in there as well. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I've yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. It's in my race, yeah. I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure if I'd want to back it. If he does rock up there, I wouldn't put it up for this. But personally, I would have a couple of shekels on him. But uh, for the purposes of uh, tipping, uh, I'd only really want to back him in the uh, in in this nursery because I think that's where he's, he's next. I actually think he's um, quite nicely weighted at the moment. He's got quite a nice mark at the moment. Not a bad. Not a, not a bad mark on eighty six. I agree no. with you there, Andy. Just based on that, if you go back and watch that super sprint run, it's um, in the context of where he raced and what he did um, and weight he gave away, it was a pretty decent run. You've drawn my attention to that, so thank you. Okay, I'll I'll kick us off uh, with my third. Uh, Celtic champion that goes in the uh, surprisingly televised race, the uh, uh, the, maid, the maiden race. Uh, I'm sure we all agree chats would probably get Goodwood into less than five days. Um, if, if we wanted to, uh, but Celtic champion nevertheless goes for a televised maiden. Uh, the Andrew Balding horse impressed me no end on debut. 
um, miss the kick, look, look tall at sea. Um, they think a lot about the winner, Blue Light Bay. They, they, they've entered that well up this week and, and, and beyond. Um, if you look Eminency, the second horse, uh, that's come out and we won and beat Chartwell House. Uh, the, the fourth horse, um, Royal Mariner, that was well beat, that come out and won a, a nursery, albeit on only off 60, but was that was sort of six and a half lengths behind. Um, and Celtic champion, like I said, threw, threw a lot away at the start. And really, at one stage, looked, looked like he could possibly possibly win the race, but obviously that missing the break at Windsor not ideal took its toll. And he looks really good on the numbers, um, and I can't really understand why he's such a big price because the favourite, although exceed and excel, run on good to soft ground um, on debut mischief magic. Um, I do feel. I didn't really like that horse. I didn't like its sort of demeanour in the race very much. So uh, I'm I'm very keen to to take that on. So five to one with triple eight, uh, three fat ladies. Um, Celtic champion five to one, one point win for me. That's my third best, uh, and that's um, at Goodwood tomorrow four forty five. Quentin to finish the round. My third best bet comes in the five twenty tomorrow, Lee. Um... At, well, obviously, Goodwood. A uh, horse in question is Tamarama. Uh, I thought it sounded like a dish that they would cook up on uh, yours and John's uncle, Rural Gourmet. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually a place in Sydney. I've not, not looked at them yet. You got it. <laughs> I, I gave it a watch. It's not too shabby, to be fair. Yeah. Um, the, the horse in question, um, I gave her a brief mention at Royal Ascot on the week. Um, I thought she had outside squeak in the in the Sandringham. She ran poorly that day, two three, got no cover, and at the end of the day, she shaped like she was a miss. Kind of filed it in the like too too bad to be true uh, pile. Bits and pieces of her form don't make her look badly handicapped off a of marker eighty three. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> she um, made a move on handicap debut this season at Windsor from from off the pace. Ended up folding, um, shaped like needing a run. It was an inefficient move on the wrong part of the track. She was beaten by Mystic Wells that day, and then after the rain, uh, they've they've both gone on to frank the form. Uh, the rip and run behind Manobi, steady pace. They still clocked a good fa- good time. Um, he, he's rated 95. And then she went and won at Beverly and Ripon again. Um, I still think there's upside from a mark of 83. Not too many. I, I overly think are, are well handicapped in here, but probably a top two in the market. Um, she's 22 to one in a few places. I'm, I'm quite happy to have a dart. as she, She's got a low draw to work from as well. One point win, 22 to one. Yeah, I like this. I like this Philly Quentin. As you know, I love her fav, and and she she won at, at ten to eleven twice um, before the sort of a bit of a disappointing last run. But I like her constitution. I think I think she was Philly going places before that last run. So I'm not going to knock that. Twenty twos for Quentin then. Nice price. That's what we like. Um, if you like Tamarama, definitely a Philly with good constitution does try. Um, the skid mark on board. Okay, yes, we'll, we'll go for round two then, and for our second best. And I'm going to come to you, Andy, uh, for your second best. Okay, uh, it's again on Friday. I'm going back to the, uh, and you should get a bit of value. Should get a bit of value for you watching this one because it's in the old two and a half miler. Um, be much better if they stuck a few hurdles up here. 
Um, <laughs> I could just see that. A bit of hurdling at Goodwood would be great fun, especially when they stick one down in the sort of dip or something. should try it. It'd be really good fun. Um, and I'm going to go with a horse who has plagued me all year. Uh, this is my lemming horse of the year. Uh, I'm probably going off a cliff with this horse called Solent Gateway, um, who I've been after all all, all year. Um, I think I first picked him up uh, when he ran at Epsom. He ran third of nine uh, back in April in the Great Metropolitan over a mile and a half, and he he just didn't get didn't get the run of that race. They then ran him in the Chester Cup, um, where he just pulled too damn hard. Uh, they then ran him back at Epsom on Derby Day when he got absolutely mullered. Uh, trying to go up the inside rail. And then he ran an absolutely belting race uh, last time out in the Northumberland Plate behind Trushan, who may or may not run later, uh, or may not may or may not have uh, thrown that form already, but he ran a really good race that day. Um, I like the horse a lot. I'm hoping he'll stay this two and a half miles. They Since they've ridden him a little bit more forward, he's settled a little bit more. Um, Stable of Hugo Palmer's got another one in the race called Zoffy, who's run as well, but I don't think he's as classy as Solent Gateway. Uh, and I'm going to stick with my old friend Solent Gateway in the 150 on Friday and have a point each way on him because I'm not really sure. Again, I'm not really sure of the ground, but um, I'll, I'll try and uh, I'm going to go for the each way wankering for all the three selections and, um, have a, and hopefully they'll run on Friday as well. Um, so I shall be having an each-way treble as well. But uh, I'll have a point each-way on Solent Gateway in the 150 on Friday uh, to okay, carry, carry on my cliff jumping with him. <laughs> yeah, eight, eight, eight to one available. Um, I, I'm not sure on place terms. Um, I've, I've got the... Not, so I think you probably only get four at the moment. You might get yeah. One today, but I'd, I'd accept I'd accept four now and swallow that. I'd yeah, take, for the, I'd take the eights, take the four places, and well, you, well, yeah, you, you, you get a quarter odds as well. So, yeah, so eight, so eight or one a quarter. So it's he's either he's money. either going to win this or be out the back of the telly. But um, again, it's just a horse. I just I just think he's I think he's got a little about him and it's just a question of him putting it all together. If he settles, he'll travel. I mean, if he settles. You can trade this horse because he travels like a dream. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff, mate. Uh, so Solon Gateway, second best for Andy uh, each way, eight to one over Billy Mountains. Quentin, coming, bouncing it straight back to you for your second best. My my second best comes in the Stewards Cup Lee on Saturday. Um, I felt Summerhand um, was just running himself into form last time out. Kept on into fifth in the Wokingham. Um, he was on the right part of the track, but in the closing stages, he probably ended up a bit too far away from the, the favoured standside rail. Obviously, the rail played hot that day. Um, he, he won the race in 2020 off a mark of eight pounds higher. Heavy ground didn't suit last time out. Jason Watson's already booked up, and it just smacks of a, a horse that's been lined up for, for a race he's already won. Lampang fresh, Mr. Wagru have came out. Rohan obviously ran a ran a stormer when Holly probably pressed a button too soon at Newbury. Looks a strong yeah. Wokenham this year. I'm happy to have my two points win on him at 16s. That's a nice, nice choice. Um, yeah, uh, Summergand. Yeah, John, that's one you like, isn't it, Summergand? Yeah, it is. I, I think he's in the sort of shape where he'd win one of these for sure. Mm, yeah, you you you've mentioned this one 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 or two times to me this year. So interesting choice from Quentin. Nice price, two points at sixteen to one for the for the big big one on Saturday. Let's hope that um, that there's no uh, biases involved. <laughs> uh, and, and, from the right side and, and, and ran, random random good to firm soft in places from the <laughs> clerk. 
Um, <laughs> well, come on, he's got 40, 40 years of but tradition. Of course, be a, there'll be a highlight for that because someone we must have a draw for that, mustn't we? Where everybody sits there and draws their numbers out, you know, yeah. another half an hour, you know, pointless TV. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, it's coming on to uh, my uh, next best, uh, the, the second second best, and it's uh, possibly a little bit boring, but I'm, I'm going to keep it on topic with. Uh, our horses to follow um and um as you know we did a horse to follow at the start of the year and uh, for the flat and basically uh, eagles way that runs on friday in the 520 um of sir mark prescott's i think he's been will end up being a penalty kick because sir mark's got seeking in there i can't see him running running that if he's if he's running and he's already jocked up uh thrasher morris um on 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 the horse so so i can't see him running seeking a lot of the others have, are like have got double entries and v site for example is running at nottingham that would have been a threat so i can't see that running um yeah, there's a, 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 one of the i think i think asase i don't I think that's got another race and not jocked up for this but jocked up for another one so i think it might end up being a bit of a nice race for eagles way um where he's clearly a lot lot better than his mark he's he's going to win another probably another couple two or three you'd think before they finally catch up with him so you know even if he's sort of five to two eleven to four on the day or something like that i still think he'll be just different gear um at this moment of his career plenty in hand as we've seen so far so eagles where i'm keeping in tune with uh with the horses to follow with and backing him with confidence i think on friday in the 520 so that's my two pointer and prices obviously to be decided. Uh, John, I'm coming for your second best, please. My second best, I'm, uh, I'm desperately hoping the horse gets in. He's not fast, so but I, I really want to bet this if he does get in. And that is the aforementioned V site in the 150 at Goodwood on Thursday. I think it's interesting. I haven't jogged him up. He's had a few entries and. I've got. I didn't you say he was their Derby horse or something? Two. It would have been like two seasons ago. They thought it of a Derby horse or something, John. Not this one. This is a three-year-old gelding. No, no. Like this was when he when he made his debut at Sandown. Ah, uh, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what what it was? Um, it's also kept kept an eye on. Throughout, and it, it turned out they've done a marvellous job getting this handicapped, really. Because when you look at the uh, the pedigree and what this mare's thrown out, you've got Scope, yep. Garde, Glance, and Compton, all with three figure racing post ratings, Sightline 93. And this one, the only one time he's been off in his life, he managed to nut 87. Good enough 82 here if he gets in uh, with Mrs. Marco and boat. I think this is an absolute penalty kick if this horse gets in. He's, he's, he's just he's a must bet when he runs. Yeah, I, I agree, John. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's also jocked up at Nottingham. He's like he's had plenty of entries. Um, that's why I went for Eagles Way in, in mind. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think I think that I think they want this myself, and if they get in, I think this is where they'll go. I mean, yeah. either way, wherever he yeah. turns up this week, I think he wants better. Oh, you're right, 100%. The, the, yeah. the way he won at Sandown, he, he just looked different, absolute he, different parish. 
yeah, he's just mm-hmm. got a little thin hand. I mean, he's going to rate 100, isn't he? Yeah, I reckon they've, they've jocked up. I reckon if you don't get in a good one, because I think probably getting in, uh, obviously, he's uh, I think he's number 26 on the yeah. list of a maximum field of 18. So maybe they've thought, well, if you don't get in that race, that, that race of good one, we'll go to Nottingham. You know, so, but I mean, so basically what we're saying is to punters, obviously, if any anti-purse prices don't come out, uh, come out, don't take them. Just make sure he's entered and then take the price. Well, well if, he, if he gets in. Just weird, you know, what you want them. Yeah, I, I agree. I totally agree. So, I, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet Eagles Way against against him if he ran against Eagles Way on the, uh, the the day after. So that's a provisio, obviously, for people that if you if you if you're following what I've said, then you know, I wouldn't bet I wouldn't bet Eagles Way against V side. I'd, I'd probably have I think to. If you don't get any miss, I think you'll go to Nottingham. But I'd, yeah, uh, I don't think, think they'll be desperately keen to get in this myself. Yeah. No, it's 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 about so it's one fifty Thursday for John. That's the race he thinks. That's all. So it's two points when if it, if it, if it's uh, declared um, to enter. Um, right. Okay. Two points. Yeah. Yeah. So it's two two point two points on the noggin. Yes. Bosch. Yeah. Bosch. Bish bash. Bosch. Quentin, I'm coming to you for your uh, twa uh, points, please. My my. My trois points, Lee. Um, I'm gonna stick with kind of your your method and stay with the the horses to follow list. Ah, uh, my yeah. best best bet at a meeting comes in the opener on Wednesday. It is, uh, which is one fifty. Horse in question is a Sulcum. Oh, 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 there's some noises here. This, this is like Alan Partridge. <laughs> anyway. We'll be sat there watching a porno, couldn't we? Oh, <laughs> oh fucking hell. Uh, Another. Another. I'm, I'm still laughing at that yeah, you mentioned Raspberry Ripple. Uh, oh, the, 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 yeah, the old uh, the, the car, the oh, oh, car. Yeah, At yeah. that point, I was gone. The, sting, <laughs> the stigma they used to do with us. Go on, Quentin. Hit us right. Third best bet, Solcombe, comes in the opener at uh, obviously Goodwood on Wednesday, 13.50. Stuck with the horses to follow, uh, like yourself, Lee. I feel it's a, a safe route to go, given the success of it so far this season. Yeah. Um, during the, well, the horses to follow podcast, I kind of had him down as potential for better than a handicapper. Um, that was after a Kind of promising debut to my eye, uh, not so much to other people's. He put in two underwhelming performances this season um, at the start of 2022. Got the got the chop, knackers off, blinkers on, and rocked up to Haydock uh, end of June uh, off a mark of 68. Um, he made mincemeat of that, beating another a well-treated horse in Hilts that still has scope from his mark. Went to went to Ascot 8th of July, beat Tamaris Fox, who reopposes here. I had a nagging doubt going into the race about genuine fast ground, giving away moves, but he managed to run run that rival down with consummate amount of ease. Um, quick closing sectionals um, to run down one that had the run of the race and had a, a good five-pound claimer on as well. Uh, it doesn't look 
a deepest of races. You've got the favourite in there, had the perfect trip at Ascot. That's gone up in a weight, so I don't particularly like the form, despite the the winner that day going on to win a Group 3. Um, it just doesn't look a deep competitive field. The kilt's got a couple in. Um, I don't think they're overly, overly well handicapped. I've kind of revised my, my view of him from Group Horse to... 90 90 sort of horse he's off of a mark in the low 80s here 81 kieran fallon's on because uh mark one can't do the weight three points win 11 to two love it um i'm gonna better that it's six to one with sky bet even better lovely jubbly yep Th- uh, three points at sixes um 11 to two for screws that haven't got sky bets accounts so that's 98 percent of us um <laughs> Uh, anyway, there we go. It's just facts and figures. So great start to the round from Quentin. Um, so I'm going to come to uh, John now. John, John, your your best. My best is on Friday in the 150, and this is Dr. Newland's Bassem. Ooh. Hmm. Um. This is also. Well, Earl's kept sort of half an eye on when Owen Burroughs had him. And uh, he went to the sales in October 20. And he was purchased for 40,000 guineas. And then there's been an abject lesson in patience from Dr. Newland, waiting 576 days before we give him a spin-up in a novice hurdle at Aintree. Um, over two miles, you know, extended two, where he had obviously been showing a bit of his old pizzazz back at home because he went to, off at 11 to 4. Mm. He's running off £10 lower than his latest flat mark. He's always looked the type to me that would have an, a race of this nature in him at an extreme trip. I'm delighted the rent of him in this race at this distance. I think Fresh will be the time to catch him. And I think this stinks as far as the quality of a race goes. I, I think the opposition's really thin. You couldn't have found a better contest for him. Three points win. Bang. No, no anchoring, nothing. No, just, just no. absolute on the nut. Uh, three points, uh, twenty-five to one. A pony, John. Yeah. Oof. Has, has Doctor Newland got rid of the herpes? <laughs> <laughs> there was equine herpes in the yard a bit ago, weren't they? Doctor Newland can cure anything. <laughs> <laughs> he, and for all punters that, that listen to this show and any other show, he's the real good doctor. We know the bad doctor is in racing. This is the good doctor. Um, Bassam, very interesting left field selection from John um, in the uh, the Stain handicap. Interesting. Andy Richmond, coming to you for your very best. Right. I'm going to stay low to one of my old friends, um, Jimmy Hendricks. <laughs> not, not, ah. not, 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 not the guitarist. I'm hoping <laughs> that they don't. Um, I think we'd be miracle if he was right. I'm hoping they don't run him in the uh, the one the runs into the horse you were just talking about. B side. What have I done with that bit of paper? There it is. Yeah, um, one one fifty on Thursday. Yeah, I don't. I don't really want him to run it. If he does run in that, I'd, I'd still still bet him. I really want him to run in the Golden Mile on Friday. 
Um, I just think he, I think he did really well last time out to win against the pace bias, and he got a bit of a bump last time out on the gas pit of the July course at Newmarket. Um, he's been her- been terribly consistent all year, ran a brilliant race to be third in the Britannia. Um, I think that's pretty strong form this year. Uh, I like three-year-olds in this Golden Mile. Um, hopefully, with the cutaway coming down on Friday, he will get a decent low draw, but we are in the lap of the gods uh, with that one. But I will stay loyal to Jimmy uh, wherever he runs. I think he's probably better over a mile than a mile two uh, in that uh, race on Thursday where he runs against his own sex. I'd rather back him on Friday, to be honest with you. In fact, I'm going to say if he doesn't, I wouldn't back him on the Thursday race. I want him to run on Friday in the Golden Mile, one and a half points each way. And I think William Hill are going a ridiculous 12 to 1. Mm. It's an absolute standout. If you, if you, Obviously, if you can get on. Yeah, so, so it obviously uh, depends on the on on the race in question. So so the Golden Mile or the Kinsem handicap yeah. over ten on the Thursday. Um, yeah. are, are, are we each weighing, sir? I am. Yeah, I'm afraid so. I'm going to bottle out of all these because I just I okay. basically I don't trust I don't trust a I don't trust the ground there and a b I don't trust the draw at Goodwood. <laughs> No, we'll come on to that in a minute. Um, but but yeah, the, the, so Jimmy Hendricks, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Provisio for punters. So yeah. Andy's recommending uh, be 1.5 points each way. Uh, I will I would wait for the entries. I wouldn't I wouldn't dive in. No, um, no, no, no. I, I'd, I'd no. wait and then and then and then. Do and think he's a? I do think he's. A, I think he's actually capable of being better than a handicapper. This horse. Yeah, he, he knocked my duck off last time. Obviously, yeah. I, I was pleased. I was pleased for you in the, in the show. Really, like, obviously, I had gone positive impact. You went Jimi Hendrix. Positive, positive impact at the run of the race, and Jimi Hendrix did amazing to to sort of get yeah. up. Um, obviously, much the best. Um, so yeah, I kind of I know where you're coming from. I think there's a lot more to come from him. Yeah. Um, so good choice. Uh, okay, uh, I will round up. Uh, the action of maximums and it's a klaxon it's klaxon time um i'm going with sulcum uh the same for the very same reasons quentin um this horse i think is yes 90 to 95 and it's ridiculously well handicapped still it is a handicap snip um I, i i envisage it winning the race as long as it gets a clean clean trip uh, I've got no problems with it beating the opposition whatsoever because you take the the favourite, uh, the Ascot up seven pounds of Godolphins. Um, that's not it's it's a good horse. I'm, I'm not knocking it. It's it's good good strong form, but but I'm I'm saying that it, it hasn't got the weapons and the the amount of armoury and pounds in hand that Solcom's got. And the only thing that gets him beat is sometimes you know he, he does come off it a little bit. You know when the pace quickens and and you know what Goodwood's like for gaps and things. But Solcom, uh, three points win, six to one. Same as Quentin, it is a bastard. Uh, Goodwood, Claxon. Thank you very much. Right, so that's the bets. We we've sorted the bets out. So let's come on to the next part of the show, and we'll we'll sort of try and help punters for the the, the variances of Goodwood. And Andy, you you you've uh, you you learned me something today because I didn't know this. Uh, talk to me about the cutaway this week. Right. So the 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 rail. Uh, I can recommend the turf track site for this, but I did find this out before then and had it confirmed on there. If you go and put turf tracks in, they've got a visual uh, explanation of all the stuff on there, including how much evapotranspiration 
which is Clark speak for uh, how much I'm going to, how much has come out of the ground and how much I can then slosh on uh, <laughs> to try and to try and get it back to the I'm trying to produce. <laughs> <laughs> Explain to John what what's it called again, Andy? Evapotranspiration. It's now Clark speak, isn't it? It's 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 for it's it's the uh, it's it's the uh, the moisture that's come out of the ground and that they are just seeking to replace. Actually, so the, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's come out this year. That's that's the, they're all using it. Prosser, uh, Cooper. I, I tell you what, the first one that uses it within range of a straight right will be getting one. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you. I'm sure you'll hear it this week from Mr. Arkell. Uh, evapotranspiration. Clark speak for uh, all that lovely moisture that comes out of the ground, so that they can then go and slosh some more water on it. Um, well done to Angus McNay on RTV today for pushing Mr. Arkell on how much he was putting on. Uh, and it was, it was eight millimetres because, as was pointed out by a couple of people today on Twitter, Mr. Calvin and Mr. Channing, um, it was, um, uh, we're water. How many courses now say we're watering, but don't tell you how much we're bleeding putting on? Thanks very much for that, lads. It's not a state secret. Uh, it would be nice to know. But the other uh, the other thing that you should be aware of uh, this week is that there are there are false rails are in place on the top and bottom bends on the straight to the two furlong marker. So that would leave a cutaway for Tuesday and Wednesday, which will spread the runners out to the middle of the track. The cutaway will then move back to three and a half furlongs on Thursday. And then on fr Friday and Saturday, all the false rails will be taken down. So just remember on Friday and Saturday, there will be a fresh strip of ground against that far rail, which they won't have raced on, which could have implications not only for the round track races, but also for the Stewards Cup and the Stewards Cup consolation race, where they'll be right across the track. Carnage. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to sit on the fence on this because you know, you kind of look a fool if you try and predict what might happen. But as we know with cutaways, uh, for punters that normally say play the seven furlong races on the first couple of days, um, in terms of you know what we've got, I think the Lennox we've got, and we've got the uh, the the is it the the Richmond or the Vintage? I can't Vintage. Uh, we've got the the the, the seven furlong handicap, um, yeah. and you know normally this is like predominantly low drawn horses um, because Goodwood big bias over the seven but what 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 are we thinking chaps in terms of draw for the seven furlong course the cutaway is going to help the wider it should, drawn it, it should help those drawn wide it should mm. um that's interesting mm. um because i drew i drew a line through before knowing this i drew a line through heredia um that that, that won a ascot um uh, and disappointed at Sandown when favourite. Sandown was never going to suit her, I didn't think, uh, the way the race that was likely to be run. And then she's, I think she's a very, very wide draw. She's been drawn um, in her race. And and I was thinking, well, gee, you know, that's that's that. But that puts a different different light mm. on it if, if, there is a, if there is a cutaway. So it's it's good to know this because if you do listen to the show, I, I, I didn't even bother to look for this. So, so it's a case of when you've got... Many years to the ground, it's sometimes better than than than, than your own. Um, so so thanks for Andy for pointing that out. No problem. Um, yeah. Um, so the going then the, I mean we're looking at like the ghost of Seamus here. I mean 40, 40 years of tradition to keep up with. I mean is he is he going to put too much on to make sure true Shan runs? Yeah. 
yeah. yeah. Unanimous. We're unanimous on that. So, so, so he shows he shows you then that like we like we've seen before, Clark's will engineer ground just to get just to get the the best race possible. And I think it's wrong. I think it's it's, it's wholly wrong. It's unfair on um, on connections really of of other horses. Say if you want it rattling quick. Um, on the first day, anyway, because the f- we know the first day will be the worst one in terms of because it has to be because you'll have put plenty on, and and so for True Shan to run, then it's got to, it's, there's got to be plenty on. It's got to be safe, good ground. It can't be good to third. So I, mm, I, I thought it was quite funny that it was uh, John Godson's normally the biggest like orchestrator of all safe ground, and but when he wants a, a horse not to run on rattling fast ground, he came out. I think it was over the weekend. I said, I hope that I hope they just have good fast ground and don't overwater this time. So he's, yeah. he's kind of getting a a bit of his own medicine if if Trushan does run. Well, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, Gosden. I thought it was embarrassing when he withdrew Stradivarius um, at this meeting. He was claiming that there was surface water on the track, which I can believe from the from the clerks at Gosford. But 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 still. Um, you know, it it didn't you, ride. You believe there was surface water in the owners and trainers bar at fucking Goodwood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's it's certainly lush enough. And and to be honest, um, I mean, I, I journeyed down here today. The the, the 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 grass is yellow nearly everywhere, but um, obviously Goodwood won't be. Um, so it'd be interesting tomorrow. But I wouldn't I wouldn't be looking for necessarily fast ground bets. For the first couple of days, anyway, um, if I were a punter, I'd be sort of thinking just just good ground. I think you'd be fine, but but you know, I, I don't think if you if you're an exceeding XL or, or you're wanting something, you know, ridiculously quick, I don't think you're going to get it. That's that's my personal view. Let's see if that plays out. Excel, stop it, um. Yeah. Um, so so okay, we'll go on to rather than just go through races willy nilly like the big races and the. I felt it'd be better this year to go to each sort of contributor and anything you've got of any interest for the rest of the meeting um uh, speak up because i'd rather have your best your best thoughts than than sort of like oh how far will baid win which is you know <laughs> slightly boring <laughs> isn't it um so um john john i'm coming to you first um can you tell me uh, your best thoughts for the meet or any other thought or something that you've got cooking in the pot I wouldn't say anything cooking in the pot. To be um, I don't think Kinross is interesting and likely overwatered ground um, in the Lennox. Um, yeah. This ran better than first appeared at Ascot behind the Herbal Trail. Uh, a little bit like um, Alcohol 3 did. Um, was in, in a similar sort of position. I, I thought he was running in a bit of soap compared to the others. It, it was a obviously it's paid dividends to follow those that have been running in the soap. And uh, I, I, I confidently expect this one to run a very nice race on. Uh, is it? It's the twenty sixth. It's tomorrow, isn't it, though, Lennox? Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, three Um, I think Sacred's a. Uh, a very short price here because I, I wasn't overly impressed with the comeback run. I thought she had every chance and she was hard to sit and she's an exceeded XL. 
which yeah, it's American, all Americana. Yeah, I don't really fancy her on loose stuff with the Clemmys line at fifteen to eight. When you look at the betting, you've got that one at fifteen to eight. You've got the wretched Charlie Hills at eleven to two. With <laughs> the uh, wretched Pogo's in savage form, John. Savage. And then you've got Lucille who contrives to get beaten wherever he goes. It doesn't really matter what they do with him. He gets beaten. Uh, legendary Pat Dobbs ride at Ascot, obviously, and then managed to get beat at um, Doville as well. You know, he just gets beaten, beaten, beaten. So, yeah, Kim Ross, I think he's a sort of default bet, if you like, really. He can go on the ground. He does win occasionally. Um and it's Raven Ralph on the comeback trail after Saturday's debacle. Yeah, he's he's high class. He's, he's Kinross. Um, absolutely. And any any juice in the ground, Kinross will. Uh, yeah, he he's, he should be right up there in the best. He got beat Tom McQuarter in a proper sprint last time off on on yeah. the south ground. You know, he, he's got his ground there. He's a Carson distance winner. What's not to like at sixes? Yeah. Uh, come, I'll come to An- uh, Andy Quentin. Uh, any views on the Lennox? Uh, I, I quite like Ken Ross. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, I think it's right, three. A strong opinion on, but I think you know Rafe and Ralph. You know Ken Ross. Yeah. That's three of us then. Yeah. yeah Quentin. Uh, Quentin. Make, make, make that four. Uh, Ken mm-hmm. Ross. Um, I'll probably have a saver on Varian's Finn Lanakash. Form was franked. Mm-hmm. Um, that Chester at the weekend, but no, Kinross, the main play, and for, for all the reasons mentioned above, slightly overwatered ground will suit, um, won't suit the jolly. Yeah, I, I quite like him at the prices tomorrow. What's up, John? Right, I'll come back to you again. So, you've 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 sorted the Lennox for us. Anything else? Uh, risk of repeating what Quentin was saying, I, I rather like Summer Gambling in the Stewards Cup as well. Yeah, I know, I know it's it's one you've always harped on to me about all year. Um, I agree. I, I, I could see a peak performance Saturday. Um, definitely on what I've I've seen also. So I like I like Quentin's reasoning. And you know, it's a previous winner. Like you say, you're probably just waiting on the draw, hopefully that you know you'll get a good draw. But apart from that, yeah, what's not to like? Absolutely. Um uh, another one I would uh, I would mention this way, <laughs> not that it's running at Goodwood, um, 650 Sandown on Wednesday, two past eight as its second run. This is the one I flagged up at Ascot. On, uh, it's the Alan, the Alan King horse, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I ain't told you this, John. Um, and Andy sent me a, a great stat. Yeah. Um, on Alan King second time out. Andy, tell him because I, I forgot, but it was great. It's his second. It's two year olds. Yeah, two year olds second time out from Alan King's yard. He's got a very very good record. It, it's third. It's actually thirteen from ninety five, which is only a thirteen percent strike rate. The wax is three point three one. He's had some big big price winners, so they don't always crop up. But he has actually got quite a good record uh, with his second time out two year olds. Um, they often they often run well and get in the frame. Um, I, I tend to uh, I tend to have a look at them. He's got two. He's actually got another one in the same race, hourless, in the same race as two past eight. 
they ran in the same race on debut, didn't they? Yeah, I think they did actually. Yeah, I think you're quite right there. Oh, yeah. Look at it's, the jockeys. Uh, You've got Martin Arley. Yeah. And uh, and Ben Man's Liam brother. Well. Uh, Liam Kinnear. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, geez. I mean, I mean they, they rode them on debut. Did they? Same, same as? Yeah, so he's leaving the jockey arrangements as they were. Yeah. Um, bear in mind, Alice was 28 to 1. Two past eight was 80 to 1. And a dirty time yeah. test for Owlus as well. Dirty time test. <laughs> dirty. Yeah. dirty. It's a swear word in, in the breeding world, this time test. It was on Sunday. Anyway. Yeah. But... <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, as I said, I, I just thought I'd point out that he's running and will we'll merit attention, shall we say. Yeah, don't miss these. John's pretty pretty shit hot with these. Um, whether you know, like who knows whether it's going to be off, but you know, it's one of them. It's, if it if like like we Andy Andy's sort of stats, they might not be that bothered of going for marks. You don't know. You don't know what the, the long term yeah. plan is with them. That's it. It might be just win a maiden and and we'll crack on. Uh, who knows? So good stuff, John. Anything else? They, they tend to be pretty big prices as well. So yeah, exactly. Uh, you only need to you only need to crack one. You know. Going to say crap one off there, but that's a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you that yes. oh dear, oh, Jesus. That's <laughs> um, so, 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 yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it all depends, but listen, it, I, I won't put anyone off a, a, few, a few shekels on that. Um, I liked it on debut, John uh, obviously mentioned it, and I watched it, so two past eight. It, uh, it was a proper chunk, I mean, it was as fat as butter, but I mean, they've had four, four pieces of work. Since then, I would have thought, and yeah. that should be enough to say past Hannon's horse, I think, that was third in the race, possibly. Yeah, Storm and Bug. Yeah, he, he should overhaul that one, really. Uh, we saw a bit to work under his belt, I would have thought. So, yeah, um, hugely interesting this week. Might not be off, you know, but we'll say. Yeah, no, good stuff. Uh, so, look out for that. Anything else, John? No, it's about I've got worth mentioning. Okay, I'm going to move straight on then to Quentin. Any other any other great thoughts you've got uh, for the remainder great. of this week? Yeah, great thoughts. Uh, I'll say I'm I'm kind of against Holloway Road. Um, does like John said, doesn't really move like one that would want watered ground. Very fluent mover, good looker. Um, I think Ascot's more his track rather than Goodwood. Not really sure what to play against it, but the the time was fine, but the form. Is ropey. I'm kind of airing towards the caution and saying it's it's not going to be as good as he showed there. Um, in the novice, yep, I'm pretty keen on Celtic champion as well. A uh, big figure, as you pointed out, Lee forms strong. Um, easier ground will probably suit being by a day. I'll probably have a little saver on the Paul and Oliver Cole horse. Don't think he stayed on debut. He's the owner mate as well. Don't think he stayed on debut after showing bright pace and then was just green under pressure. Uh, drop back to six should suit that. Wednesday's a quiet day. Maybe Dickie Bird at a, a large place price in the Mulcombe. I think yeah, they've put him in a 50, 50 to one rag. Um, a few in there that I don't particularly like. Looking for Linda, Thundermore, Studio City. I can see him out running his odds. He, he bombed for his debut. Uh, bombed for a race at Newcastle, traded four or twos on and faded and then went to Chester, showed pace and won. So that was the first two days. Interesting with, with Dickie Bird that um obviously I don't we don't know if Mrs. Wendy Bird it really earned it, but uh, Nick Bradley's obviously bought it after um, yeah. after the Chester win as well. 
Mm. Yeah, time, time, time looked good. I, I had him in the notes, and he was he was drawn wide, and I thought, uh, does he have a hole in it, or yeah, end up leaving it alone? And obviously goes and wins at forty odd to one, so unbacked naturally. Um, Nassau Gordon don't particularly like Richmond Stakes. Uh, see what turns up. The nursery Sunningdale was the one that interested me in the nursery. I think seventy nines light ends up going Chesham second start. Paul and Oliver Cole have a good record in the race. Caught further back, no ideal, and on the wing at Newbury next start seventy nine. He's got scope to progress from that. Friday, where the fuck's it gone? Friday will probably give remarkable false a chance in the sixth furlong nursery. One last chance. Beat Eddie's boy at Musclebrad. That's obviously gone on to Frank the form. I think 90s light, but it is pretty much last chance saloon. I think there'll be a price on that. And then on Saturday in the novice that opens the card, the Foxes obviously underperformed. I fancied it. John fancied it in the Chesham. Good, good physical 42 days off should have helped him out from that standpoint. Yeah, a bit of um, yeah, yeah. yeah, your horse, Loyal Touch, that ran at Salisbury, um, is also in that race. Really like that. My notes did well under the circumstances. Not the first half this season. A knocked eye out looks-wise from the owner-trainer combo. Made it an efficient move. Ran green. Did well to sustain his run. Like him and the race as a whole. And then there's a Johnston newcomer that I'm got one eye on in the Phillies novice on Saturday, Thursday even. Zaga's the stout horse. I think that's going to be over bet. Didn't like the head carriage at the end of the Kempton race. Winretta, this is the last race at, on Thursday, sorry. Winretta, stamina on the dam side, his balding horse. I don't mind that. Didn't mind it as a physical on debut. Um, the Johnston horse in question was Miss Dynamic. Um, they've had two cracksmans to date the yard. They both ran well. Krakowia finished third on debut by a neck and then that dance in the grass one first time out at Sandown. So I feel, I feel they've got the key to them. Um, this Miss Dynamic, um, half-brother to King Sprints and Al Jazeera, who won first time out on debut also. So there's a few bits and pieces for... And they've gone for Buick, haven't they? They've gone, they, yeah, they've yeah. gone for Buick. Um, interesting. So that's in the 5.20 on the Thursday, the race Quentin's talking about there. Um, the, the, the Phillies maiden. So yeah, a kilt newcomer job. Can't go say I ran following the kilt at Ludwig, can you? That's yeah, what the kilt tells you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that, Quentin. Uh, great rundown. Uh, Andy, coming to you. Yeah, just a few bits and pieces. The sprint tomorrow, the at four ten, couple in there. Lord Ridiford, um, certainly of interest. Uh, I think he won. The, he did win this race last year, uh, so he's certainly of interest. Along with another one called Embor. He's on a very, very good mark now. I'm not sure he's good enough to win this, but keep an eye on him. Uh, I'm not completely convinced about the draw that he's got tomorrow, but um, he's certainly starting to get very well handicapped now. Uh, but Lord Ridiford uh, won it last year. John Quinn's won it twice in the last five years. Stables in very good form at the moment. Um, I think he can, uh, I think he certainly on my shortlist for that race tomorrow might have a little dibble at uh, Embora as well. Row along with you guys uh, with Solcombe in the 150 on Wednesday. And then the 410 on Wednesday. I think the shirt's got quite an interesting one in that Phillies handicap called Sea Speedwell. Usually a race one by three rods, but she's only had three runs in her life. Uh, I thought she was very, very interesting. Certainly be with her. And the closing race, the, the World Pool handicap, 
Um, Richard Hallam's got a good record in that. Uh, he's won three of the last four renewals of that. He won it with Magical Wish last year. He's got two entered, Mums, Tipple and Windseeker. Mums, Tipple, as you know, he's probably he's very well handicapped on that on that one piece of form from uh, from York several years ago now. Uh, but still looks as though the fire burned bright last time out. Windseeker got a, didn't really get the run of the race last time out. I didn't like the the tactic last time out, but certainly give him another chance if he gets a decent draw in that. Uh, moving on to Thursday, uh, wasn't an awful lot that I could see uh, that I could see there. Or for Friday, I've covered off really with the sort of best bets. And Saturday in the Stewards Cup, I quite like first folio. Thought he had, thought he's run well this year. Certainly had a good race first time out when he was fifth at 19 at Newmarket, and he was second in a Windsor listed race where. Again, it didn't really it was that sort of race where he's, he's he needs that pace that big handicaps generate, and he ran well last time out. He was sixth last time out uh, in the Wokingham, which, as we've remarked, is a good piece of form. Uh, six of twenty-six last time out, ridden by Danny Musker. Uh, I think he might well go close. He did blow out in the uh, uh, in the Stewards Cup last year, but that was on heavy ground, which didn't suit. I don't think he's put it down to the track, and I'd certainly be interested in him. If the draw is okay, you, you've you've done well there because you've managed. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Good judges here. Uh, out of the bets I was going to mention, like alternative ones, you've mentioned two of them. <laughs> right. One was Embor. Embor in the four ten on the first day. Yeah, he's really um, he, handicapped he, he, now. He is, and, and he showed plenty enough for me at Catrick. Last time to out say Catrick, yeah, that, that race. Yeah. The, other, the other one I thought was interesting, real, a bit, I know everyone's, this is happens when you get hooked into races. Everyone will be talking about the um, the the uh, Goodwood Cup with, you know, the sort of head, making it into a what, head-to-head or a three-pronged race. Don't leave out Coltrane. He's quite no. improving this horse. Indeed. Uh, I think he could. I think he could cause a little bit of an upset. I, you know, I certainly wouldn't be writing him off. Indeed, he, he's the one that I think can be the principal threat to the new uh, potential staying king. I like it. I like Cyprios a lot, and obviously I've backed him at Royal Ascot this year. But I do think Coltrane is a really improving horse. I agree with you, Andy. Quickly. Totally, yeah. Absolutely, one hundred percent concur with that. What, what? And the the other off you mentioned was a. Uh, First folio in the Stewards Cup. Yeah. Um, I, I do like Quentin Quentin's selection, and, and I know John's been telling me about some again uh, most of this season. Uh, but first folio, I, I watched Ascot closely and felt that he, a bit like Fresh, um, yeah. that didn't get, that didn't get the run of the race, and that came out and won uh, from the draw kind of thing. First folio was very similar, and I, I think if you're just going on that logic alone. Um, I mean, if you look at the form of that Wokingham, I mean, Rohan. I yeah, mean, it's strong. We, we, yeah, I mean, obviously made up ground too quickly in that race at the, was it the Hackwood, wasn't it, at, uh, at Newbury? Yeah. Potmaster was second, hasn't run yet. Jumby, I thought, ran a good race on Saturday from the wrong, you know, the wrong side. Mentioning that on Saturday, I've never, ever seen such a big uh, discrepancy on a going stick. And the race just not worked out, really, because you thought everything was going to come screaming down that stand side where there was 0.5 difference in the going stick readings. And it yeah, was one wow. down the centre. Like, yeah. Couldn't couldn't work that out at all. But that, that for Mr. Wagyu obviously went to Ireland and, and won. He was the uh, fourth there. Summer, Summer game was fifth. And Porto first folio was sixth. Fresh was ninth. 
He's come out and won since. Lampang, the 10th, has come out and won since. Silver Samurai ran a real mule of a race on Saturday at York, didn't he? Although he did, he yeah, did run the last two furlongs was the, the fastest of anything in that race, but he's just a just a bit of a mule, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was quite funny what he did. He, he does, he does, he yeah, does what he wants, regard. I think is the Absolutely. answer. I thought he'd lost that side of him. So so that form is strong. So first folio, James Ferguson, Danny Musket. You know, I think he's uh, he's got a reasonable chance in that Stewards Cup. With the, you know, I think out. we've got the two there. I do. I, I mean, draw, obviously, draws going to play a part, but I think on on the book, and that's all we can look at at this stage. I think we've uncovered the best two. I think Summergandon uh, uh, first folio. I think I think they're the two to concentrate on. I really do. I can't really see why they aren't, aren't shorter in the betting. Um, the other one, also, I, I've already sort of mentioned it really, but it was only since that Andy told me about the cutaway that, that Hered, um, Heredia um, of Richard Hannon, I was against it last time at Sandown because, you you, you know, the, the straight course at Ascot, a lot different to the round course at Sandown. And and, and Heredia just, you know, she, uh, pulled hard. She, there was no, not much pace on. You know, you can completely draw a line under the last run. So I think with the wide draw as well, I think the market might also be dismissing Heredia. Um, on, the, be, on the Wednesday, it'll be really interesting to see what happens with that with that cutaway in and the, and it will see, on if Tuesday. Does, see if the wide draws come out. Just got one one quick. I know, I know everyone loves a, loves a trendy stat. Uh, the one fifty yeah, tomorrow, the first race, uh, the ten furlong handicap. There's been no winner of that ten furlong handicap over the age of five for over eighteen years, uh, which would be rather against the. I think he's about third. Was about third favourite Caradoc. The four-year-olds, on the other hand, are attempting to win this race for the eighth time in 12 years. Interesting. So you need you need age on your side in that. That might be like a good whisker maturing with age, and then along comes Caradoc. He's been unlucky this year, <laughs> uh, and then and then to defy the age stats. That's been a cracking show, chaps. I've really enjoyed it. Some really good opinion, some brilliant insight. And I hope uh, our listeners enjoy the same also. We're back yeah, on Friday. Before we pack in, mate. Yeah, you, sure. Have you got a suitable haggis shirt for the Braid day? I have. I've got. I have. I have. <laughs> uh, the, produ- the, the producer has sourced me a tremendous shirt, which, of course, I shall put uh, on the uh, social media feed. Are, I think are, we're be gonna, are we going to see a photo with you in the shirt, with the shirt? I, that 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 can I'm I'm wondering if that can be done. I I, I I'll be on I'll I'll go and I'll see if I can stalk him. Um, yeah, you could, I, photo, I'll, you could photo bomb him. Yeah, I, I think that, that could be that could be great for the. I, for the I think in the shirt with the shirt could be epic. Yeah, yeah, as long Shirts as as long as there's no shagging. So, sourced by the producer, so I'm very pleased. Um, yeah, so it should be a great day on the Wednesday. I'm there Tuesday and Wednesday, and then uh, uh, back to this uh, towards the weekend as, as we trudge back up, up north. Um, <laughs> <what we're saying>. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm an alien down here. Um, anyway, so <laughs> we, we hope you've enjoyed the show. We're back on Friday with the normal... Uh, Saturday preview show and the normal sermon on Sunday uh, brought to you tonight by Andy Richmond, Quentin Franks, John Ling and myself, Lee Key, signing off. Bye for now.